Well, thank the Lord, everybody. God bless you for tuning in. We do appreciate it. You know, it's been a while. Uh, but uh, we're here tonight. God bless. <laughs> hey, uh, we do. I do have a message tonight, and I wanted to share with you. Um, it's found in the book of John 15, and, you know, it's a familiar scripture. I'm sure a lot of you have read this a few times, uh, but we're going to read it tonight, and hopefully the Spirit of the Lord is going to inspire us and uh, bless us with a, a good word. I mean, no, we need a good word. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, a right now word, a word fitly spoken. The Bible said is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. So tonight we're going to feast on a good word from God. All right, praise God. In the book of John 15, Jesus says this. He said, I am the true vine. And my father is a, the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Now, don't turn me off because we said the, the word take away, he meant and prune. <laughs> because I want to show you something tonight that's to me, has been misunderstood uh, and maybe um, said in a way where it has discouraged many. You see, sometimes we need to be careful how, how we hear the word and we share what we hear from others because sometimes they say things that, you know, isn't exactly the way the word is saying it. I mean, it looks like it is, but there are times when you got to break that word down and you got to find the true meaning of what was being said there. And, and Jesus was speaking at the time to his disciples and those that would been, have been around him. And uh, he wanted them to understand that he was the true vine. Now, there is a verse here in this chapter that says where Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. You know, and that's something that you and I have to understand. Without Jesus, we cannot be the person that he wants us to be. Proverbs 3, 7 says, be not wise in your own eyes. Amen. You've got to know what the will of God is for your life. And the only way you know the will of God for your life is by understanding that Jesus is the vine. And without him, you can't do anything. Amen. So the Bible says this. Jesus says, I'm the true vine. My father is what? The vine dresser. The vine dresser. What is a vine dresser? Well, a vine dresser was someone who worked uh, year-round 
on the vines of the, of, and when we're saying vine at that time, they were probably talking about a vineyard. You know, Jesus was speaking to them in language that they understood. When I say language, I don't mean English or Arabic or nothing like that. I mean, he, they understood what he was talking about because of the culture. And he said that my husband, my father is the, the vine dresser the one who takes care of the vine. I'm the vine, but you're the branches. My father takes care of the vine. He makes sure. And a vine dresser at that time was someone who worked year-round. Year-round. I mean, he he was constantly um, taking care of the vine because he wanted to make sure that it produced plenty man for what was you know what the, the use of it because at that time grapes um olives they were you know um very uh in high demand man so the vine dresser would help ensure that the vine had a successful crop by doing what was necessary to keep it alive and working with it so that it produced. And some of the things I'm going to read to you tonight is, is about what a vine dresser did so you understand how God works with you and I. Because God is all about you being productive. Amen. He, he, he wants to make sure that you and I, as child of God, are, are productive in every area of our life. That's why in, the, in I think it's Second Peter, Peter said, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Sometimes we think God's just concerned about our spiritual life, you know, but he's worried about our life, period, in everything that we do. Amen. He wants to be a part of it. And make sure that we're successful in everything that we do. Amen. Now, one of the things that uh, the vine dresser did was he pruned. You know, we, we read that the in, in, in this chapter, the Bible, Jesus said, you know, that my father prunes you. Amen. <laughs> Pruning had to do with taking things off that weren't necessary. Amen. You know, the Bible says that we need to cast off the weight and the sin that so easily besets us. You know, there are things on our, in our life that aren't necessary. Hello? I said there are things in our life that aren't necessary. We think they are, but they're really not necessary. Amen. For what God wants to do with us. So the prune, there was, there's a, a pruning that takes place. One of the things about the vine dresser, he, he's got to have knowledge of the ways, the two most common ways to prune. Amen. And there was certain pruning techniques. Um, they had to take into consideration the shape and the consistency of the vine and knowing how to prune. So they had to be real knowledgeable about doing the right things to get the most pr production 
out of this vine because it was real important. And so what they had to do was uh, take into consideration the shape and consistency. As, as you can tell, I'm reading something here, so just bear with me. Pruning removes. Ah, wow. Pruning removes. It removes. What does it remove? It removes dead things. <laughs> Some things that have died and you're still trying to resurrect. Pruning removes those dead things. You know, the Bible says that consider it not strange concerning these fiery trials which are to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. Amen. How many has ever had strange times in your life? And it seemed like, God, where are you? Well, what God's doing is he is pruning you. He's taking away things that are have been dead in your life for a while. And it's and you're just you just haven't released them to God. I mean, listen, not only that, diseased or stunted fruits. And the reason he would take off this stuff was to make room for new growth. Amen. Some of the things that are happening to you is because you're about to enter into a new growth with God. You're coming into a new place with him. He's taking you to a new level, a new place in your walk with Christ. You think, though, that what's going on with you is God is, you know, just... Uh, it, it, doesn't like you anymore because of the things that are going on, but that's not true. God is preparing your life. And sometimes pruning hurts because of the things that are going on, the, the, the pruning, the, the, the things that are happening in our life. It's, it's almost as though God doesn't care and he's no, but he does. He's, he's preparing your life for something new. Some of you are about to enter into something new and that's why you've been going through what you've been going through because God is about to do a new thing in your life. Hallelujah. You, ooh, glory to God. I'm, sp I'm speaking to someone tonight. You're about to go into a new thing with God. Amen. And what's happening with you right now is God is pruning you and preparing you and getting you ready for this new thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank God for new things. Because, you know, if we stayed in the same same place, it'd be boring. But God knows how to elevate us. And, you know, you know sometimes you, you, you've got to be challenged, amen, to, to, to push. Because if you just stay in the same old place, you get stale and stagnant. And God likes to challenge us because when he challenges us, it keeps us alert. It keeps us, you know, uh, ready and hallelujah. We're, we're ready to move. We're ready to do whatever God would have. So God challenges our lives. And, and sometimes we think like God has just left us and, 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 and what's happening in our life, uh, God doesn't care. But God does care. He's just preparing you for a new thing. Glory to God. Aren't you, aren't you glad God has new things for us? Amen. So what he's doing is he's making room for growth. Making room for growth. God is making room for growth in your life. Get ready. You, some of you need to get ready because there are some things that are about to happen in your life. Praise God.
Hallelujah. Another thing that the vine dresser has to do is pest management. <laughs> what is that? Well, he needs to know how to keep the pests away. Come on now. I said he needs to know how to keep the pests away. Listen, there's no one has more knowledge than God when it comes to that pest, the devil. Amen. Jesus conquered him 2,000 years ago. And if anybody knows how to keep the pest away, it's Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. So keeping the pest away from the vines is vital to maintaining the vineyard. Amen. Ah, but what are pests? Well, you know, I kind of, I wanted to look something up. What is a pest? Well, a pest can be, a, you know, of, of course, any kind of like insect or anything to attack the plant. Amen. You know, just like the devil, he wants to attack the growth in your life. He wants to put a stop to what God is doing with you. Amen. So he attacks your life with, with different things, trying to discourage us. Amen. But God is on our side. And if he's for us, who can be against us? Remember, God is the vine dresser. So whatever God is doing, God is making sure that you are productive in your walk with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Another thing, listen, another kind of pest can be another plant. Hmm. Yeah, another plant. Some, you know, this plant that is taking from the vine, sucking the life out of the vine. Amen. Remember Jesus, there was a pair about the, about the wheat and the tares growing up together. Amen. There are things in your life. There could be people in your life, other plants that look like they would, you know, they're, 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 they could be Christians. But they are actually a pest. And I don't mean to say that in the, well, some, for, for some folks, maybe they are really pests. They pester the daylights out of you. But what I'm trying to say is they take the life out of you. They're not giving anything in return. And listen, if someone is in your life that's constantly taking from you and never giving back, that's someone you don't need. Amen. Because you need people around you that's willing to invest and put back into your life. Amen. To encourage you, to strengthen you. Amen. To make sure you're growing in Christ. Hallelujah. Not taking from you and telling you, you know, you, you can do this or compromise this. Or, no, no, you don't need that. You need people in your life that are going to cause you to grow in Christ and encourage you and be honest with you. And when they see things in your life, they're not, they're not afraid to tell you the truth. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, there are folks in your life that are, that, that are taking from you. God said, I got to prune that out of your life. There are some times when God will prune people out of your life. Amen. There are some folks in your life that when you go to this next level, they can't go there because they're not willing to go where you're willing to go. If you remember in the garden, the Bible says that Jesus, the disciples were with him when they went in the garden 
and they found him a nice, comfortable place because he wanted them to pray with him, he said. They found him a nice, comfortable place to pray, but the Bible says Jesus went a little further. Amen. Listen, if you're going to go further in Christ, some folks ain't going to go with you because it puts a demand on us, amen, to go further in Christ. And some people do not want to put a demand on their life. They'd like where they're at in Jesus. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. God's putting a demand on some of you. You know it. You know that God's putting a demand on your life. You sense it. You feel it. Amen. You've been having desires and 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 things going on that you want to push you further in Christ. Amen. And God is putting a demand on you. And because he has, he's going to start pruning things away. Oh yeah, he's going to start pruning some stuff off of your life. Listen to this. So the you know, it, it could be a plan. Listen. So the the vine dresser needs to understand. Listen, to effectively eradicate peace, eradicate pests. That's kind of a tongue twister from the crop. Listen to this. The vine dresser must have knowledge of the type of pests. The vine dresser must have knowledge of all types of pests. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God knows. God knows exactly what's going on in your life. He knows every trial, every test, everything you've been going through. Jesus, amen, was tested and tempted in all facets of life, just as we are. Amen. So that he can help us through it. Remember what he said? Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. He said, in this life, you will have what? Tribulation. <clears throat> in this life, you're going to have tribulation. What life? The life of a child of God. In this life as a Christian, you're going to have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. In this world, you're going to have a tribulation, but be of good cheer. Why? Because he conquered every, every temptation. Amen. So that we can. Hallelujah. He did it for us. So listen. He, not only that, he has to have knowledge of the types of pests common to the regions. Wow. Wow. Amen. So you, you got to understand that there are demon spirits out there. In certain re re regions of, 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 of the world. You know, Daniel said, you know, when he was praying that, and I know you know this verse in the book of Daniel, when he was praying and the angel of the Lord came to him, Gabriel said, 21 days ago, the Lord heard your prayer, Daniel. And he sent me with the answer. But there was a spirit. Hello? The, the spirit, the prince of Persia 
came against me. And he was not talking about a man because a man has no, you know, it's not even a fight. A man trying to, uh, you know, fight with an angel. Amen. It was a demonic spirit that came against Gabriel to put a stop to it. Put a stop to Daniel getting the answer that God had sent to him. But he said, God sent Michael. Michael came. And I got through to give you the answer. And he said, here, take it, because the prince of Grisha is coming. So what the point is, there are demon spirits. I mean, if you go to the book of Ephesians, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We know that. But against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. There are, there are, class, there are certain classes of demons. Amen that are over regions, maybe over states and different countries and over cities and over neighborhoods. Amen. Over neighborhoods. We pastored the church, pastored the church in Cleveland, Ohio on West 6th. And we would pray against demon spirits. Spirits of, of alcoholism, of drug addiction, of, of all kinds of demons. We pray against them. And God... I'm telling you, God brought peace into that area. Amen. And you have the power to pray against these, these spirits. I know I'm kind of, you know, taking a rabbit trail. But right now, I just want you to understand that there are spirits in different regions. And God knows how to equip you against every one of them. Woo! Thank you, Lord. I say God knows how to equip you against every one of them. Because the enemy is out there. He's a liar. He's a thief. And he comes to kill, steal, and to destroy you as a child of God. Amen. But thank God for the vine dresser. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise his mighty name. Glory to God. As well, and as well as the types of pests attracted to the particular grape species. In other words, everybody deals with different enemies. We all face different challenges. You know, some person, some people may go through one thing, and you know, God, you know, they get through it. But another person could go through the same thing and struggle trying to get through that. Why? Because that is an area in their life that God really has to work in with them. But he does. I said God does. You and I, you and I need to understand one thing. God loves us. He really does. I mean, he sent his son to die for you. That's how much he love for, loves you. Jesus said, no man, no man, no, no man. Amen. There's, there's no friend, no friend like a man who will lay down his life for his friends. There's no one like that. Jesus laid down his life for us. God the Father gave his son for us. Amen. Because he loves us. He proved his love to us by giving us his son. Amen. Hallelujah. So one of the things, you know, he, he, he needs to know how to deal with all different types of pests, the, the vine dresser. 
Amen. And of course, you know, we know that every kind of uh, plant needs water, irrigation. We all, listen, you as a child of God, you have to be watered, so to say, with the washing of the water of the word. We got to have the word. You've got to put the word in you. Amen. Listen, you cannot survive without the word of God. Now, I'm not telling you you've got to get in the word, you know, for an hour or two if you can every day. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Thank God for those who have the ability to get into the word. Amen. And just study the word for hours on end every day. That is an awesome thing. Amen. Everybody can't. Everybody doesn't. And But the enemy uses that to say, well, this one studies for hours, and I only read for five, ten minutes. The devil's a liar. The only reason he says that to you because he wants you to just stop. Get your five minutes in. Get your ten minutes in, whatever. Read that word. Get it in your spirit. If it's a five-minute read, as long as whatever you're reading, you put it in your spirit. Why? Because that's ammunition. That's that's something that your spirit, man, that's watering your spirit. Amen. It's causing you to grow. You know, you can over, you can take a plant and pour so much water in it, you'll drown it. Amen. I'm, I'm serious. So, you know, get your word, get the word in you. Study it. Five, 10 minutes, 15, half hour, whatever God. Listen, I found out the more you read your, you read the Bible, the more you want to read it. I said, the more you read it, the more you want to. The more you study it, the more you want to study it. Amen. So, you know, get the water of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want you to, so Jesus said, I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Now, I want to I talk to you about verse 2. Don't go anywhere. Because Jesus said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Now, listen to what he says. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. That's in verse 2. But in verse 7... He said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you ask what you will. It to be done for you. He said, if anyone, uh, listen, he said, I'm the vine. This is verse five. You're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Now, wait a minute. He said, I'm, I'm the vine. You're the branches. He who abides in me, in me and I in him bears much fruit. But then in verse 2, he says, every branch in me that abides in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, how does that, that don't make sense. And here's been the misconception of this scripture. I mean, I've preached it, and a lot of people have preached it. You know, we preach it, every branch in Jesus, if you don't bear fruit, he takes you away. You're done. And see, when we have that 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 idea, that you know, uh, 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 way of thinking, 
Because there are times in our life we, we're not bearing fruit. There are times in our walk with Christ that we're not as productive as we'd like to be. Amen? Guilty? Guilty? There's a lot of you out there right now. You, you haven't been productive as you'd like to be. You love Jesus. You still claim to be a Christian. You know you love him. But you haven't been productive as a child of God. Where according to this, he takes you away. Amen? From what I hear, you know, what I used to hear is that he'll cut you off and you're worth not, you're no good. Amen. I mean, we have to know that's true because even down here, down here um, in verse, uh, let's see, right here in verse six, if anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they're burned. And you know what? How many times has people used these scriptures? And they've discouraged people, Christians, who have not been as productive as they like to be as a Christian. Listen, everybody goes through things. Everybody. We all go through times in our life when we're just not there, if you know what I mean. And the devil uses this against us. There's a scripture in the Bible where it says, if any man put his hand to the plow and looks back, he's not worthy, he's not worthy of the kingdom. You know, and, and many times we've heard people say that well, that that ex, that's self-explanatory. That means, you know, once you become a Christian, if you turn back, God don't want nothing to do with you. That's the biggest lie the devil ever told. That's not what that scripture says. The Bible said what he's saying there is if you put your hand to the plow and you're looking back, it means you're not going to be stable enough to be ready to do what God wants you to do. That's all that means. Because you're double minded doesn't mean God doesn't want you to keep plowing. <laughs> it doesn't mean God don't want you to keep plowing. It means he just wants you to get focused. Hallelujah. I said he just wants you to get focused, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we look at this scripture, this verse of scripture, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And my, 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 how the devil has used that scripture to cause a lot of Christians just just say, you know what? I just, I'm not, you know, I'm not, according to God, you know, those things, you know, God can't use me anyway. <laughs> well, what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to try to give you the truth of what is being said here. Okay. Because the Bible said, you know, when you know the truth, it'll set you free. And some of you need set free tonight from the lie the devil's told you, free from guilt, free from condemnation, free from a lie that the devil's told you that you're not fruitful, you're not doing anything right, so why would God want to use you? Amen. I've been there. Been there. Amen. I am so thankful that the Holy Spirit reveals truth to us. Amen. 
So Jesus said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. The word take away there is a Greek word, aerio, A-R-I-O. That's it's the word, aerio. It's the same word that's used in Matthew 16, 24, where it said, let him deny himself and take up, take away, take up. It's the same word. It means take up. Mark 16. I, I'm going to read these to you so you get a, an idea what... Uh, you know, of what I'm trying to say here. Mark 16, 18. Go there real quick. Give this to you. Mark 16, 18 says, they will take up serpents. Take up. I'm not talking about, talking about we're not talking about serpents tonight, okay? I'm not telling you you can take up serpents. That's a, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just trying to show you the word. It's the same word, Ariel. It's the same word. Luke 5.24. We'll go there real quick. I, and, and I'm going to give this to you. Luke 5.24 says, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say unto you, take up your bed. Take up. So the word that is being used here is Ariel. And here's here's what the vine dresser would do. Okay, remember, we're still with the vine dresser. Because Jesus said, the vine, my father's the vine dresser. And when the branches are not bearing fruit, he takes it away. Now, you got to understand something. You are the branch. You're the one that brings the fourth fruit on a, a you know, the branches when it has the fruit on it, not the vine, but the branch. So the fruit is in you. Amen. You, you, the fruit is in you in Galatians. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit is in you. You need to know that you're full of fruit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're full of fruit. Woo. You're full of fruit. Glory to God. Tell yourself, I am full of fruit. Amen. And so what happens is this. When the vine dresser comes and he sees that the branch is not bearing the fruit that he would like it to bear, according to what we read here, he would take it away. But the truth is this. The real thing that he would do is take that branch that's not bearing the fruit that he would like the vine dresser would take it and he would lift it up. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. I said he would lift it up. Come on. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I'll lift you up. He's the lifter of my head. Amen. I will lift up my eyes. He lifts us up. Glory to God. And what he would do is he would take that branch that's not bearing fruit and he would lift it up. Guess where? He'd lift it up to the sun. <laughs> well, hallelujah. I said he'd lift it up to the sun. You lift it up in those moments of your life. 
things aren't right. You're not doing what you know God wants. God does not cut you off. He lifts you up. Hallelujah. I said he lifts you up. Praise God. You ought to be shouting right now. You ought to be in, you ought to be giving God the glory and the praise. Amen. Because he is a lifter. Hallelujah. A lifter. Glory be to God. So he lifts us up to the sunlight. And what the sun does, it helps produce the fruit that we need. Jesus lifts us up to the, to the place that we need to be lifted up so that we can be productive. Amen. I told you, God, listen, God is in the producing business. He wants our lives to be productive. God ain't out there looking for you to make a mistake so he can just cut you. Get out of here. I don't need you. He loves you. Whew, hallelujah. I, mean, I, I'm, I'm, I feel this thing. I'm telling you. I feel this tonight, glory to God. Jesus said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. He lifts it up. But then he says, and then when you do start bearing fruit, he prunes you. Starts cutting away little things that aren't necessary. And you know why? Because he wants you to bear more fruit. Amen. God wants you to have more and more and more and more and more. He's not, he's not satisfied with you just having your little bit of fruit. He wants you to have a mass production of fruit in your life. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So listen. Jesus said, he prunes you that you may be, may, and the, room, the, word, the word prune means that he cleans up all the bad stuff. Now, that's what it means. And so in verse 3, Jesus said this, you are already clean. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. You're already clean. Because of the word, you're already, you're already pruned. You're already cleaned up. Amen. Inwardly, you're clean. Your spirit man is clean. Hallelujah. The spirit man has been washed in the blood. Amen. And who you are inside. And the more that this man on the inside begins to produce the fruit, glory to God, it starts manifesting itself out here. Amen. It starts showing here. Outwardly, people see you're different. You remember, you remember the disciples when Jesus had been taken and um, that they had been talking one of the, 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 the there's a place in the Bible where it says that 
the Pharisees and the people of the of, of the town there knew that these men had been with Jesus by the way they talked. Oh yeah. See, when you hang out with him, you're gonna talk just like him. When you hang out with him, you're gonna look just like him. <laughs> Won't be no denying. Everybody'll know something's different. Amen. Why? Because of the fruit. The fruit on the inside. Amen. All right. Praise God. Let me get going here. I'm almost done. Almost done. Almost done. Almost done. Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in the vine. Now, we know that. Without him, we can do nothing. He said, I'm the vine, you are the branches, you who binds in me, I in him. He said, they bear much fruit. See, when we abide in Jesus, even though verse 2 says we're not bearing fruit, we're going to bear fruit if we stay in the vine. As long as we're in the vine, somehow some, we're going to bear fruit. I guarantee you, your life is going to bear fruit as long as you abide in Jesus. As long as you're still hooked up to him, your life is going to bear fruit. Amen. He says, if anyone does not abide in me, do you hear that? Anyone who's not abiding in Jesus, in other words, you're not a part of what Christ is doing. You're not a part of his life. You're not serving him. You don't want to serve him. You're, you know, you've got the world out there who are just, you know, people who just would not, will not serve Christ. They're not going to. He said this. He said, those branches, are they wither, they're gathered and thrown into fire and they're burned. In other words, they're worth nothing. They're, they're no good. You take a dead limb out in the yard. We have a lot of dead limbs outside from the tree. They're never going to produce anything because they're dead. They're broke off. They're dried up. And if, a, if you ever see a fruit on them, trust me, it's a miracle. Amen. Be like Aaron's rod when it budded. Amen. Wasn't connected to anything, but God made it bud. That's the only way that branch is going to bud. So anyway, praise God. He said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you ask what you desire. It will be done for you. Now I'm, I'm finishing. By this, my father is glorified. Listen to this. Here's what Jesus said. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. And then he said, my father is glorified when you bear much fruit. So you see what's happening. Jesus wants your life to glorify God. And he said, as long as you abide in me, your life is going to glorify my father. Amen. You know how many times we go, oh, I just wish I could glorify you, God. I want to go. Your life will glorify him. As long as you stay in Christ, you're abiding in him. Your life is going to glorify him. Jesus is going to make sure you glorify the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. As the Father loved me, he said, I have loved you. I love you. He wants you to know that. 
keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abided in his love. These things have I spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. I'm saying these things because I want my joy to be in you. And as long as you are the branch and I'm the vine, I am full of joy. And this joy will be transmitted to you because you're part of me. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible said the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Paul said that this life is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Full of glory. Joy unspeakable. Amen. And it also says, I think in the book of Proverbs or Isaiah, amen, the Bible says that we draw from the well of salvation with joy. That's how we dip into this well of salvation, with joy, joy. You know, we sing a song, there is joy, joy, joy in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So there's joy in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Listen. He said, you, listen what he says, greater love. I like this. He says, greater love has no one than this. Greater love has no one than this. Than to lay down one's life for his friends. Did you hear that? He said, no, no one, there's no other, no love that's greater than for one to lay down his life for his friends. Did you hear that? And then the next, next verse, he says, you are my friends. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. He said, you are my friends. Isn't that good news? You're my friends. Because... You do when I command you. Listen, if you're abiding in him, you're going to do the will of God. He said, no longer do I call you a servant. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. He said, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I have made known to you. Wow. Come on, church. Come on, saint. Come on, child of God. You need to shout. You need to praise the Lord. That ought to make you excited. That ought to stir you up a little bit. Glory to God. Jesus said, I called you my friend. You're my friend. Because you're my friend, everything the Father has made known to me, I'm going to make it known to you. Isn't that great? Oh, hallelujah. Well, glory to God. I know there's a scripture we use all the time that eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man what God has prepared for them. And we leave it there as some great mystery. But Paul, you know, he continued this verse. He continued this and said, but God has revealed it unto us, his friends. By his spirit. God has made known to us things that the world don't know. Glory to God. Man, I'm excited. 
Hallelujah, I'm excited. You know why I'm excited? Because God is on our side. He cares about us. He's producing in us what needs to be done. God is making preparation for you and I. He's preparing your life. I know it don't look like it's going anywhere. Some of you ain't done nothing in a while. You're in a preparation stage. God is just preparing your life, getting you ready, cutting some things off, getting your fruit up. Glory to God. He's been lifting you up. Hallelujah. Amen. He's been lifting you up. So your fruit uh, starts showing and you start producing what God has called you to do. Amen. Well, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but man, this this has stirred me up tonight. I'm excited. I'm excited. Glory to God. And I'm going to pray for you tonight. Amen. And I believe God's going to do something. God's going to just do a miracle, work in your life, and you're going to see things happening. Amen. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone that listens to this tape or this this video, this broadcast uh, through its entirety, Lord, uh, let them listen to it. I mean, and touch their lives and... You know, you know what everyone's going through, Father. Nothing surprises you. You know, you don't you don't worry. You're not stressed out over what we're going through because we you you have everything under control as far as our life is concerned because we've placed our life into your hands and you're a very present help in time of trouble. Amen. You're for us. No weapon formed against us. Hallelujah. You're the keeper of my soul. David said you're my buckler, my shield. Hallelujah. And so we just have to trust you, Lord, that you're, you're doing what ne- is necessary for our lives to be productive. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We give you all the glory, for you are worthy of our praise. And Father, if there's anyone out there who's under a great attack of the devil, we agree with them and bind this spirit in the name of Jesus. We come against it. We thank you. We thank you, Father, for moving in their lives. In Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. We appreciate you. Give it, Drop us a line. Let us know, amen, what God is doing. We enjoy this message and other messages. You know, just tell us, and we appreciate it very much. Pray for us, amen. Until next time, God bless, amen.